0: The following is a paid commercial program, paid for by New Life Worship Center. The opinions and views expressed in this program belong to its sponsors and are not those of this station or their affiliates or their employees. And I believe that the favor of God is on you because you got standards, because you stand up for what you believe. That's why God is blessing you the way he's blessing you. Somebody needs to hear this message today. We're living in a day where there's compromise. And everybody wants to do what they want to do. But when are you going to live to God's standards? When are you going to do what God says to do? And don't compromise. Good morning. I'm Bishop Carl J. Van, and welcome to our Faith to Faith broadcast. I pray that you had a wonderful Christmas in spite of the pandemic that's going on. You know, this joy that we have, the world didn't give it to us, and because the world didn't give it to us, the world can't take it away. So we're not subject to what's going on in the world uh, to have joy. I'd like to inform you of our virtual New Year service that we're having. We're having a virtual New Year service on New Year's Eve. That's um, December the 31st on what we call Watch Meeting Night at 10.30. From 10.30 to 12 until the New Year, we'll be doing a virtual New Year event. You'll wanna be a part of that. We are live streaming it. And speaking of live stream, we live stream every Sunday morning at 11 and every Wednesday night at seven. We have prayer counselors here to assist you in prayer. If you need prayer, you can call now or at any time during this broadcast or a few minutes after this broadcast. We believe in the power of prayer and uh, we've seen what prayer can do in the life of the believer. Also, during our live stream at 11, you can call in for prayer. We'll be sharing a series of messages entitled The Characters of Christmas. We'll be talking about Zachariah, we'll be talking about Mary, Joseph, the wise men, the shepherds. Oh, it's going to be, and it is an exciting series and you'll want to catch every one. We know that the Lord had already chosen these characters because the word of the Lord tells us that the lamb was slain before the foundations of the world. And we believe that every character was chosen also before the foundation of the world. So each one, has significance. May this now be a blessing to you. Are you still with me? Fearful and afraid. You can be fearful and not afraid, but you can't be afraid without being fearful. You see, being fearful is having that spirit of fear. You're nervous and you're anxious all the time. That's being fearful, that something wrong is going to happen. But being afraid is when you're actually experiencing fear. So you can be fearful and not afraid, but you can't be afraid without being fearful. Weight and sin. Lay aside every weight and the sin which doth be easily beset you. Being in debt is not a sin. It's a weight, but it's not a sin. But if being in debt will cause you not to be able to give, like God told you to give, bring all you, your tithes and offerings into the storehouse, then it becomes a weight and sin. Every weight is not a sin, but every sin is a weight. Here we see now, do I need to say one more? Ah, glory to God. Ah, I like that. I like the, the classic one. Believe in faith. You can believe and not be in, in faith, but you can't be in faith Without believing. I've always believed in Jesus. Ever since I can remember, I believed in Jesus, but I wasn't saved. I wasn't saved until I got in faith. And when I got in faith, he saved me. So you can believe and not be in faith, but you can't be in faith without believing. And so here it tells us strangers and pilgrims were strangers. And pilgrims, a stranger is someone from a different place who doesn't know the community, just coming to the community, maybe just passing by. That's a stranger. But a pilgrim is one who's new to the community, but who is staying there a while, abiding there a while, making his pilgrimage there although he's not from there so you can be a stranger and not be a pilgrim but you can't be a pilgrim without being a stranger we are pilgrims that means we are strangers in this world oh glory to God are you still with me hallelujah strangers and pilgrims so both of these words describe who Describe who we are as the children of the Lord. We are living in this world, but this world is not our home. We are not permanent residents here. I like what Philippians 3 and 20 says in the ESV, the English Standard Version. Look at what it says in the English Standard Version. It says, but our citizenship is in heaven and from it we await a savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, Our citizenship is in heaven. Glory to God. I'm a citizen of heaven. This world is not my home. I'm just passing through. I can't be at home in this world anymore. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. John Bunyan wrote a classic in 1678 called Pilgrim's Progress. You know it as Pilgrim's Progress. Its official name is The Pilgrim's Progress from This World to That Which Is to Come. Ella Maria knows because she's an English, a retired English teacher. That's the full name. After the Bible, it's the most sold book in English in the English language. People can easily relate to it. It tells about the Christian. It tells about pilgrim whose name is Christian. Meeting characters such as Worldly Wise Man. Lord Hate Good. Mr. Live Loose. Anybody knows or met Mr. Live Loose? How about Lord Hate Good? Giant despair? And then it tells about places like the city of destruction. There's destruction in every city we're living in. It tells about the hill of difficulty. Has anybody ever been to that hill? (laughs) It tells about the valley of the shadow of death. We are living in it every day. There's potential of death all around us. Glory to God. And it tells us about Doubton Castle. Anybody been to that castle? Doubton Castle. If you're born again, you're just a pilgrim traveling through this burned land onto a world to come. The hymn that's pinned down my everlasting portion. More than friend or life to me. All along my pilgrim journey Savior, let me walk with thee all along my what? Pilgrim journey. Savior, let me walk close to thee all along my pilgrim journey. Savior, let me walk close to thee. Close to thee, close to thee. Close to thee, close to thee. thee. All along my pilgrim journey Savior, let me walk with thee. You know, I attended two funerals last week. And it would have been three. But two of them were at the same time. That says, saints, that we're not here to stay. I said we're not here to stay. We're just pilgrims. We're here long enough to need a house to live in. And a job to feed us. But we're not here to stay. We're not permanent residents. We're merely strangers living in the midst of a foreign culture. We are pilgrims passing through earth on our way to heaven. The day is coming when a shout will be heard throughout the earth. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout and with the voice of an archangel and the trump of God, and we're going to be taken out of here. Yeah. Glory to God! I said we're going to be taken out of here. On that day, the people of God will no longer be citizens of the earthly government. It won't no longer be any disappointment in the president or vice president or or, or governors or mayors or whomever. But we will come. We will become the eternal subjects of King Jesus, glory to God, heaven will be real, we'll realize that it's not just a place we dreamed of, but that it's a real place, heaven will be a restoration, that means that the blind will be able to see, and the deaf will be able to hear, and the lame will be able to walk. Heaven will be resplendent. That means that it will be beautiful. It will be sumptuous. There will be no place like it that you've ever seen before. Heaven will be a reunion. Glory to God. You'll see your grandma and your great grandma and your great great grandma and your great great granddad. Oh yes, you will. And heaven will be ready. It'll be waiting for you. It'll be just waiting for you to get there. Jesus said I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will receive you again unto myself. Heaven will be rapturous. There'll be no crime. There'll be no death. There'll be no sickness. It'll just be rapturous. I'm talking about heaven. Glory to God. Hallelujah. You you see... Oftentimes when you talk about heaven and when you talk about pilgrims people sort of get sad because they feel like this earth is their home and they hate to leave it. It's like the aborigines. It's like those uh, indigenous people way down there in the jungles of South America and in Africa. You see all they know is getting up in the morning and hunting wild boar, killing wild pigs, going in the water and snatching up fish. Glory to God. All they know about is going to the, uh, the river to wash clothes, what clothes they do wear. That's all they know about. And if you tried to take them out of that environment and bring them over here to the United States, they wouldn't want any of it because all they know is poverty. Poverty. All they know is hard times. They've been acclimated to it. Where too many of us have been acclimated to this world. All we know is hard times. All we know is running wild. All we know is making our own way. But up there in heaven, heaven is going to be where God lives. Everything will be ours. Glory to God. We're going to go to a place where the wicked will cease from troubling and the weary will be at rest glory to God hallelujah Hallelujah. live here thrive here worship God here tell others about Jesus here but know that this world is not your home we're just passing through I say we're just passing through We'll pledge our allegiance solely to his throne. We'll sing only of his name and live perpetually under his rule. We will sing with the angel in Revelation eleven fifteen, 15, and the kingdoms of this world are become the kingdoms of our Lord and of his Christ. And he shall reign forever and ever. Hallelujah. That excites me. I say that excites me. I know there are some that are so entrenched in this world that they, didn't wanna, they don't want to leave it. No, no, no. Don't let this world have that kind of tug and that kind of pull on you. Don't let it have that kind of hold on you. There's a place better that we're living to experience. We're just pilgrims here. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So our connection with this world, it's the first point. Let's look at our conduct in this world. Our conduct in this world. How was Daniel to live within the country he found himself? How was he to conduct himself amid a strange and sinful culture? Daniel seems to step out of the Scripture and into our modern culture to show us some principles that will enable us not only to exist in our culture but also to engage in it and to thrive in it. The Lord just doesn't want us to survive. He wants us to thrive. Do you hear me, saints? So, If you're taking notes, this is A, just two minor points. Stand out in our behavior. Chapter 1 of Daniel closes by telling us something about Daniel and his Hebrew friends in comparison with the people around him. Daniel, the first chapter, look at what verse 19 says. It's on the screen. Verse 19 says, And the king communed with them, and among them all was found none like Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. Therefore stood they before the king. Throughout the book of Daniel, you find him standing out among the contemporaries in Babylon. Why? Because he wouldn't compromise. He wouldn't lower his standards. He knew that he was a pilgrim and that he lived and he marched from the beat Of a different drama. The story is told of a father and his family who had their high standards of what they wanted their children to be able to watch. A popular movie came out, and his three teenagers decided they wanted to see this movie. They decided to go ask their friends about the movie and get some feedback on the pros and the cons of the movie. They decided to put a list together of the pros and cons and offered it to their father. They told their father, yes, we know it has a few little instances in it that perhaps stretch our standards as a family, but overall, it's a great movie and should be something that we could go and see. The father looked at the list and said, okay, in 24 hours, I'll give you my answer. The next evening, the father summoned his three sons into the kitchen, and on the table was a nicely fresh baked batch of brownies. He said, listen, I baked this for you while thinking about what you brought me about the movie. If you guys would eat these brownies tonight, just one brownie, then I'll tell you my decision on whether or not you all can go and see the movie. But first, let me tell you some pros and cons about these brownies. They're made with the finest of chocolate. In fact, it's an award-winning recipe. They're moist. They're fresh. They just got out of the oven. The only con is I put a little horse manure in it. Not that much, just a little small bit. You probably won't even taste it with all that good chocolate. Moistness and freshness of the brownies will override the manure. If any of you will eat this brownie, then surely I'll let you go see the movie you want to see. As you can understand, these teenagers didn't eat the brownies, and they understood the point that their father was making. Although everything may seem good, a little bit of manure will spoil the whole batch. Paul wrote in 1 Corinthians, the fifth chapter, verse 6, he says, Your glory is not good. Know ye not that a little leaven leaveneth the whole lump? I know that the storyline is nice. I know that it's a good plot and that there is your favorite movie star and actress in it. But what about the nudity? What about the cursing? What about the swearing? Oh, 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 that's okay. No, no, that's, that's the manure. That's the manure. That's the manure. I'm going to go through this anyway. I'm going to preach it anyway. (laughs) I know some of you don't like this. You want to continue to eat your manure. Yes, yes, it's a little cursing in it, but that's okay. That's okay. Yes, it's a little nudity in it. That's okay. Yeah, that's okay. No, it's not okay. A little leaven leavens the whole lump. Glory to God. Some of you saying he'd not stop preaching and gone to meddling. No, I'm not. I just read to you 1 Corinthians 5 and 6. <laughs> if Daniel and the three Hebrew boys had not set the standard in chapter 1, there would be no deliverance from the fiery furnace in chapter 3. If Daniel and the Hebrew boys hadn't set the standard in chapter 1, there wouldn't be any deliverance from the lion's den in chapter 6. Do you hear me, saints? You got to step, you got to set the standard. So we wouldn't be talking about Daniel. Do you know who J.L. is? Do you know who Hannibal is? Do you know who Arobe is? No. You never heard of them. know why? they compromised. That's why you never heard of them. But we heard of Daniel, Hananiah, Azariah, and Mishael, better known as Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego because they wouldn't bow. They wouldn't stop what God told them to do. There's a blessing in heaven's standards. Do you hear me, saints? I said there's a blessing in heaven's standards. Glory to God. Daniel and company recognized that they were only pilgrims in Babylon. They lived by a higher standard. Another country's standard. We're only pilgrims in this world. We live by another world's standard. And that world is the kingdom of God. There should be no better citizens than those who claim the name of Jesus Christ in these United States. Employers should want to hire those who serve the Lord Jesus Christ quickly. Neighbors should desire to live next to Christians. Christians should be eager and confident when voting for Christian politicians. So Daniel reminds us that as pilgrims, we should stand out in our behavior. That's why he was promoted. There was none likened to Daniel. He was preferred above all the rest. The Bible tells us that Daniel had a good spirit. And that's what should be said of all of us. Our last point is not only stand out in our behavior, but stand up for our beliefs. People have ridiculed, maybe i use this as my closing story, but people have ridiculed Chick-fil-A for being closed on Sundays because they've committed to stand up for their beliefs. Since they have stood up for their beliefs, the favor of God is on Chick-fil-A. My wife would tell you almost every time I pass by Chick-fil-A, I laugh. I said, look at God. Glory to God. Because it's always crowded. It's always got double lines. That's what God will do to somebody who has standards. The favor of God is on them. And I believe that the favor of God is on you. Because you got standards. Because you stand up for what you believe. That's why God is blessing you the way he's blessing you. Somebody needs to hear this message today. We're living in a day where there's compromise. And everybody wants to do what they want to do. But when are you going to live to God's standards? When are you going to do what God says to do? And don't compromise. Glory to God. So Chick-fil-A made a decision not to work on Sundays. The Lord's Day. I heard one of the sports commentators joking Chick-fil-A. He said, "I wanted some Chick-fil-A today, but they're closed." And he was joking Chick-fil-A. But do you know that Chick-fil-A has half the locations of Kentucky Fried Chicken, which is their largest competitor in the chicken market? Even though they have half, even though they have half the locations of KFC. Chick-fil-A more than triples their profits. Look at God. I said look at God, because they've taken a standard and they they, they far surpass every piece of chain there is combined. That's the blessing of God on Chick-fil-A and that's how God will bless you when you stand up for godly principles. Glory to God. All they do is make chicken sandwiches. But they make chicken sandwiches to the glory of God. And God has blessed them. Every Chick-fil-A you see has to have two lines. Glory to God. Because God has blessed them. They tithe. They stand up for what they believe. And there is no secret what God can do, what he's done for Chick-fil-A, what he's done for Carl Van, what he's done for Barbara Van, what he's done for Deloes Williams, what he's done for Robert Williams, what he's done for Maria Giddens, what he's done for Andrew Giddens, he'll do for you. Yeah, yes he will. Wow, what a wonderful word. And our time is out. The message is always bigger than the allotted time we have for television. Remember, on Watch Meeting night, that's December the 31st, we'll be live streaming virtual. We'll have a virtual service beginning at 10:30, from 10:30 until 12:01, seeing the old year out and the new year in. We also have prayer counselors here. Uh, doing our broadcast and a few minutes afterward and even doing our live stream on Sunday mornings at 11. And every Sunday morning at 11 we live stream and Wednesday night at 7. So we pray that this new year will be a year of encouragement for you. Come receive the word and leave experience the difference at New Life.